What is going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the ABJ podcast. Um, episode 68, closing in on 70. Uh, we do have two more episodes this month. We do have episode 69 with HC Loke. Uh, and then we have the episode with Nubian Bear, the local rapper from Pottsville that I talked to. That have that's one has been pre-recorded with the new setup, so I can't wait for everyone to kind of see it. There's still more I want to do with it. Hopefully, I can get two or three more cameras. But uh, looking like maybe the month of July and maybe August, we might might. I'm still trying to like mull it over in my brain, but we might take off a little bit for the podcast. Uh, I have a lot going on in my personal life. Uh, new job changes, new things going on, so I may have to step away from content creating for a while. Um, because, um, I, I, like I said, I do have a lot I want to talk about, but it's just kind of been really, really tough. So, um, kind of been keeping it close to the chest for a while, but pretty soon we'll, I'll be able to speak and, and, and let my feelings out and, and talk about everything. It's nothing bad, nothing hateful, but it's, uh, it's just been really tough for uh, your boy ABJ for quite some time for a little bit here, uh, when it comes to living life and doing this content. So, uh, before we get into anything, links below for all things ABJ. If you want to support, uh, do whatever you got to do, follow on social media. Patreon is there. Patreon's a monthly donation. You can also do that on Spotify as well. And then as of right now, it is 35 hours of 16% off, or 35% off site wide on uh, pro, uh, pink. Uh, I'm sorry. T public. So if you want a t-shirt, hoodie, everything's there. Uh, I think t-shirts right now are only 16 bucks. So go grab that sale and uh, it goes to a, goes to help me out a lot. Uh, also links for my guests and their merchandise and follow them on social media will also be there. Um, and we're going to read off the sponsorship here with suplex vintage wrestlings guys it has finally happened an entire store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling they say it can never be done but i have seen it with my own eyes suplex vintage wrestling is a store curated for wrestling fans by wrestling fans located on fifth street in philadelphia pennsylvania one block south of south street in the heart of queen village their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one classic roof their selection includes classic designs from your favorite wrestlers from the golden age attitude era internationals indies and more and if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, SVW hosts the best watch party since your friend Kyle's birthday party when you were 12. This Saturday, I believe, Money in the Bank, they are having a, a, watch, a watch stream. It's completely free to go watch the pay-per-view. But if you go there, it's $10 for food and drink. And also your $10 gets you into a raffle. So your raffle will get you an opportunity to win uh, a an opportunity to pick one of two cases uh, one case may have $250 in it. The other case may have absolutely nothing, but your $10 alpha gives you an opportunity to win that. So head down to suplex vintage wrestling to go check out money in the bank this weekend. And if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing, let's not forget their large selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards from their t-shirts and hats of rare wrestling memorabilia. They have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out at suplex.svw on Instagram or at suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your wrestling nostalgia needs. All right. Thank you. Huge. Thank you so much to Suplex Vintage Wrestling and all the other sponsors we've had uh, throughout the course of this podcast. It means so much. Uh, live chat is open. If you're listening to this back later on, question and answer portion on Spotify has a way for you to ask questions or leave feedback of what you thought of this episode. All feedback is good feedback. Uh, already had feedback from the last episode with Rocket. We got the first one in a long time. I'm actually going to pull that up right now. And it was... 
So this is where it's good where people uh, leave these because now I know. Uh, says, love the energy brought to the episode. Can't wait for part two from Lilith. So thank you so much for leaving that feedback. And uh, we we look forward to having Rocket back as well. So it's not, not just talk wrestling, but talk about their interests and passions outside of that. So uh, yeah, and also Instagram, last plug and we're done. I swear I can bring my guests in. But last plug, over on Instagram, I was able to create a channel. Uh, that channel is going to be a good way to join and find out all things ABJ and new content coming out. So without further ado, let me bring in my guest, the uh, the the Egyptian torture expert. I, I I've seen this guy here at Sanctuary who is from the moment I watched him wrestle, I fell in love with the style, fell in love with the character. Uh, then meeting him as a person has been amazing. And a lot a lot of people have had a chance to meet Ahmed as the person. They've met Prince Ahmed, the character, and uh, one of two people are getting this interview, and I'm very thankful I'm one of them. So uh, you guys are getting to meet prince ahmed here today uh out of character which is i i'm very thankful for that that you know he has the the uh the trust in me to to step out of that comfort zone and and speak to you guys as a listener and and give you this full in-depth thing because i'm telling you he's one of those guys just like rocket that i think it's only a matter of time we're seeing him on tv and uh he's just that talented and he has a great story and great passion loves his business and he's so innovative of with everything he does so I, I, let's bring him in without further ado the one the only Prince Ahmed, what's, what's going up, on? Man? How you doing, bro? I'm Thank so you happy for this intro, man. I'm yeah. happy as well, man. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for all the great things you said. Well, it it it. Listen, I, I my commentary. I, I've said this plenty of times in the podcast. Would be nothing without the sanctuary and the reps of that first season I got with Pete, and and the that Walker clan taking over the sanctuary storyline was just such a. It was so easy for someone like me to step in and do because you guys told the story without even me having notes or having any prep to go in to do any of that. It was just see, talk about what you see. And you guys were so good at not just doing the art of wrestling, but portraying that story so we can tell it. Um, a lot of people think, but when commentary goes to a show, um, we get all these notes and prep and all this stuff and you don't. And it's either you walk up to the talent and get it yourself or you just come up with it on the fly. And a lot of it was a little bit of both. And I felt like we all meshed very well. Like you guys respected us for giving us. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. I think he only the, asked um, me one time. Yeah. I like got the yeah. very beginning. And ever, ever since I was like, oh, he's fucking beautiful. Do whatever you yeah. want, brother. <laughs> I trust so, you. One of the big things that I get for your character that I, I kind of pull from on commentary. And I'm not sure if you if if you're even aware of this or if we talked about it. But uh, I'm a huge fan of the video game Assassin's Creed. No, I didn't. I didn't ever pay attention. So, to that. in the in the in the video game Assassin's Creed, when the assassins have this, uh, they have this vision. They like that they, they can see things that other people can't see. And then one of the things they see is like a weakness on somebody or a hurt on somebody. So when they see the body, they see like almost like a video game. You see oh, like shit. the red limb that's hurting, <laughs> or it might or it's damaged, or they like know where the person's weakness is, or they can study the person and see like it's like Batman vision. And that's exactly what I portray when I talk about you on commentary, because you start a match, you start off very, you know, yeah. the same way as everybody else, but then you pick apart a limb and you pick apart someone's. And then every single move that comes after that is focused on that one limb. Like it may, you may look like you're going for a suplex and you've been working the leg the whole time and you'll drop them down and then go right into a leg bar. Like it's like a, a, a <laughs> knee bar or something. And it's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top of the dome. And, and I, that's where I pull that. Cause like a, the Assassin's Creed games had the game where it was in Egypt and the middle East and all those like different vibes and like the Eagle and like using that, that culture into it too. And I was, yeah. just, so that was like, where a lot where I pull 
my ideas for your 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 character on commentary. I also you love everything there. you say. I I really yeah. I'm a big fan of you, especially with you and Peter and Brian's doing a hell of a job too. Mm-hmm. You you guys, I think you're the most. I think you you watch my matches the most, so I'm like, oh, he knows everything about me. I don't need to yeah. say shit. He he just gets it. Some people I would I will like trust without knowing them, and they kind of mess it up. They don't really understand the story. But with you, it's every time. Like, oh, I don't need to worry. I know he will figure it out. If I yeah. do something to do a neck, he knows it's the neck. If I go yeah. for the army, oh, he knows. Yeah, right and away. You come up with this cool shit to call it. Just I'm very thankful for it. You make my matches ten times better, honestly. And my yeah, support. and that's 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 a huge compliment come from you because your matches already are top notch. So if you feel like I add more to it, that means a lot. So so when did you uh, fall in love with the with this world and industry of professional wrestling? So with me, like I kind of grew up in like I don't remember my first time watching. I just remember I grew into it. Like my brother was a big like wrestling fan. But when we lived in Egypt, my dad used to send us like these tapes, wrestling tapes. Every six months or whatever, when he comes to Egypt, he'll he will come with tapes or we'll send it if he didn't come this year. So my brother would be the one who, you got to like this guy, you got to hate this guy. Blah, blah, blah. So he, all my knowledge came from my older brothers. I don't really remember the first time I I watched wrestling. It just has always been part of my life and kind of followed So your family would, brother. your family, your, you grew up in Egypt. So your family yes. would go and then get wrestling tapes and bring them back yeah. for you to watch. Yes, that's I mean, crazy. You're like, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like all the stuff. Like, I'll get my, I'll get my updates like every six months. There'll be a storyline working. Did you see? It's like, oh shit, what happened here? Oh no, Stone Cold is healed now. Like, oh, what happened? You know. So yeah. my and my dad didn't know better. God bless you. He would just get a lot of WCW tapes, a lot of WCW tapes. So I grew up on like Vampiro and DDP and all these guys. That's awesome. So was that was it something that was accepted in the house, or was wrestling like you had to like? Oh yeah, don't, no, don't yeah, show yeah, grandma. Or don't. Yeah. Oh my girl, like <laughs> my girl used to be terrified of wrestling. She, I remember she saw Vampiro one time in a taping, and she could start calling him the devil. Yeah, she thought the white the white paint was like she thought that was actually his face, you know. Yeah. So when I met I him it. later, like years later, it was it meant a lot to me, you know. How much of that of of the culture in Egypt and stuff like that? What was wrestling a part of? Like, was it something that no one really knew about or were you kind of like the only one that was like yeah, onto something that no one else did when i was a kid yeah i was kind of the only one that's on that path and maybe like one because they they weren't really like showing wrestling on on tv like raw stuff so they would just like show matches every now and then so i was kind of the only one who had the like tapes and shit until like there's one guy who his name is he, he said he used to be a wrestler maybe he was i don't know but he used to, he had his own like tv program and he got mm-hmm. huge afterwards you called every move wrong, but God bless him, he tried. You know, he called every move like move. DDT. Yeah, he called every move like DDT and choke slam and making shit up. You know, but he was the only source of wrestling, so everybody watched him. After that, it kind of got bigger. It kind of it kind of puts in perspective. Like I know we talk about a lot, like with the like the crown jewel events and a lot of people have their opinions and yeah. mixed opinions on it. But like I watch it and then you see like the kids in the crowd and then like hearing stories like you just said, like that's important for like Oh, wrestling yeah. over there and like to kind of bring like groundbreaking things that's never happened yeah. in that country like women wrestling and stuff like yeah. that it's, it's super important and it's cool that Absolutely. wrestling can cross that barrier as an art to help people see different cultures and, yeah it's very huge like outside of america so my dad because my dad lived in uh, in saudi before he he went to america and he said like mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it was like every wednesday they would have they would put like this big screen in the in the street and they just stream wrestling on it so, so people just like go and watch. So it's it's very big, but like we they didn't have like the the source, you know, like to 
like Monday Night Raw, like three hours. I think now it's different. When mm -hmm. I before I came to America a couple of years, they only stream like uh, it was a week behind, and it was like a, maybe an hour and a half of Raw. So it was a lot of out of it. Yeah, yeah, so you're missing a lot. When yeah, when did you? When did you transit? Well, growing up, going through the tapes and stuff, you said like you watched a lot of those guys. But who's someone that stuck out to you that was like your favorite growing up? Uh, it was DDP. 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 Yeah, he was my favorite because yeah. uh, obviously it was like Rock and Stoke, but I have like remember I told you like I like WCW tapes. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why because my brother had this weird philosophy. If he, my older brother, if he likes The Rock, I can't like him. You gotta go for Triple H. If he likes, <laughs> I don't know, like Stoke, you gotta go for even with soccer too. He, he always makes me go with the other team. So with yeah. WCW, I remember my dad, like, he bought, like, these two action figures and sent it to us. It was Sting and DDP. And, of course, I wanted Sting. And But my older brother said, no, 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 you take DDP. I was like, no, but I want Sting. And of course, he felt bad that he took Sting. That he started start selling me on DDP. I was like, oh, he beat this. And he showed the match with Bret Hart. And I didn't yeah. know who Bret Hart was. And he thought, oh, he was a big deal in WWE, WWF at the time. He beat mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels, and he was a champion. So after that, I said, oh, okay. And I love the song. And after yeah. that, I was, he made me it's, a fan of DDP. So it's just it's like, funny. I growing up, I didn't like WCW. I felt if you were over there, you were a traitor, and I, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I was strictly a WWE kid. Um, but DDP was the only guy that I would like go in and tune because I loved when it was like DDP versus the world, like DDP versus the flock, oh, DDP yeah, yeah, versus yeah. the NWO. And I was like, yo, this guy's awesome. And then like learning his story later about how late he came into Same, the industry. Yeah, yeah. Like, like even me in this podcast, I'm thinking like, who's going to, who's going to sign on and watch and support a 30 some year old late 30 some year old <laughs> podcast. I'm like, yo, DDP didn't even start choke slamming people until he was in his late thirties. Yeah, it so late 30s. it's never, and he's, he's iconic and he's, he's get, he, like, so he's, he's a huge inspiration. I love DDP. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So when did you make that transition to say like, hey, I want to do this and I want to chase this dream and I want to become a professional wrestler? And how did that come about? Like I always had the the, the dream of being a professional wrestler, but living in Egypt, like we don't have wrestling schools, we have nothing. So I was like, I kind of went to the wrestler, like you know, route. My older brother is a dentist. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be, I'll go to oral and dental medicine school too. And once I went there, and it was like my first year ever being by myself. And I, a couple of uh, near-death experiences had it to me. And, like, every time, like, I was like fuck, man. Like, I kind of don't want to be a dentist. Like, And that was the first time you ever kind of live by yourself and making your own decisions. Yeah. Now, are you a dentist and in Egypt at this point? Or did you come I was. I just went, like, a, a year. I was in Egypt. Okay. I was just the first, my first year. And I had, like, very bad, like, food, food poisoning. And I lived in this kind of ghost town that where my college was at. So it took us forever to find like a doctor and he came and gave me a shot last minute and, he, and the next day in college i just like kind of crumbled and the doctors there they kind of put me in the in the clinic there and they thought hey man you were very close of passing away and wow. when i was just sitting yeah and they gave me like the rest of the day and they thought well, you can sleep here if you want and i slept and i was just saying i remember i was sitting in the clinic by myself I was like man if i would have passed away like I would not be happy. I, I don't really want to be a dentist. My heart, I want to. I feel like there's something more. God bless everybody who, who's trying to do the right thing, you know. And for, but for me, it's like, oh man, I don't want to feel like a zombie. Like, I don't want to just go to college so I can get a job so I can find a wife and have. Nothing wrong with that. Eventually, I do want. But like in my heart, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I kind of want, kind of want more. Yeah. And now after after that, like I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for it. It took me forever no. to come here too. <laughs> yeah. How what that, that's the my next question. It's like people think when 
somebody from another country wants to come here they're like do it the right way do it you know what i mean like but yeah, no. what is that process like you said it took you a long time so you had family who who lived in the states you were saying would yeah my my, my dad and stuff yeah so it made it a little bit easier because they had the, the american passport and all that stuff my dad yeah. was a citizen but for me it took me like i think like two years and i live in a different city too i live in a city called uh, Bursaid in english port Said. So I had to travel almost like three days, three, three, four days a week where I have to go to Cairo, try to finish some paperwork, come back, go back, go to work and all that shit, save money and try to do both, you know? So yeah. I think it was like two years of like kind of nonstop every week. I would go travel like three, four hours to Cairo, try to finish it, come back, catch the last bus, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, now, when, so, you, yeah. when you knew you were coming to America, did you know that you were um, coming to New York? Like, was that like the landing spot? Yeah, because like, my dad lived in New York. And I was like, okay, fuck. Uh, who who trains in New York? And, like, and I started looking at all these schools, and I found like Johnny. I was like, okay. And I, <laughs> I remember I called my dad at that time. He didn't really know. He knew like something was up with me. You know, like I wanted to to leave, to come to America, but he didn't really know why. <laughs> and he was, I thought, do you live in Brooklyn? Say like, yeah. Why? And I was like, oh, I just ask it. And I was just trying to like pinpoint, like, okay, where could I go? Where how could I find this this Gleason gym they talk about? You know. <laughs> So but for yeah, those, he, he just gazed, grazed over it because to him it's second nature, but to us wrestling marks, he's talking about Johnny Rods, WWE Hall of Famer, and Gleason's right. gym in, in, in Brooklyn, New York City. So uh, not only did he leave the country, but but he landed in one of the most badass places of all time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made the right choice, even though it was kind of by fluke, but I yeah. made the right choice. Yeah, and like I said, there's a lot you could have landed on there, man. New York yeah, is yeah. a really cool scene for professional wrestling. This whole Northeast, man, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, and there's then even lot, up yeah. to like Boston and stuff, man. There's so much cool, iconic places yeah, of, yeah. Of, of professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, so you you you, you get to America. How, did you right away jump and go to the gym and go talk to people? Uh, it took me a little bit. Yeah, to just trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. then like i went i remember i talked to johnny i think i was i was like three months in or something like in america i was just try, trying to figure shit out when i went and talked to him yeah I like, oh. and i told him the story and at first I was like really so you came oh uh, you came from from egypt to do this shit i was like oh i, w I wouldn't have done that i was like oh fuck really <laughs> that's he said that like first thing he told me was like i felt deflated I was like oh fuck. yeah it took me like almost like two three years to come here man like fuck you're like everyone's gonna love it there's like yeah, like, yeah. you realize uh, you don't make any money in wrestling yeah, unless you're really like, good <laughs> yeah exactly and he told me like all right Paul. Like, and he told me the price he did like later out i found out he give people like right like he could work with you but i think he didn't take me serious he th he told me after he was like i didn't expect you to come back so he just gave me the full price i thought could i work with something i think i came with america i think i had like from the money I saved in Egypt, like 300 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have much, you know? <laughs> and I told him that. I was like, 300 No, no, Pa. Like, well, give me the whole money, then we'll talk. I was like, oh, fuck. So it took me a little bit to get that money. And when I showed up, I was like, and I, I reminded him of myself. He's like, oh, shit, you came back. Oh, okay. I didn't expect you to come back, Pa. All right. Yeah. All right, Pa. You know? <laughs> so so what you you pay your money you get in there you get the first time of of doing that now when you transition i know you you did the dentist thing and everything yeah. like that but were you at were you athletic did you play sports growing up in egypt yeah you, i used to play uh, a lot of soccer a lot of football and stuff so it was i was always i was always skinny 
but I was super skinny, but I was I was always active and stuff, kind of aggressive. Okay. Like I used to fool people, like they would think, oh, this skinny kid is a defender too, which is a tough position in uh, soccer. And I would just come stop tackle and just. I love defender. That's what. Oh, I me too. My brother taught me everything about it, so I knew yeah. the. He used to make me. Play. My older brother's like I think it was like he's like three four years older than me. He used to take me play with them, so they kind of rough me up. So when I go back to my same age, I'm like too big. I'm not too big. I'm too strong for them. Yeah, you were too aggressive. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was the smallest one on the field, but I had the best clearing ball, and I was just a psychopath. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I, I actually started playing goalie, but I would get so bored that uh, that they would, like, take me out. Like, they wouldn't let me play goal anymore. <laughs> the, the one game my mom was my coach. It's so funny. And I took the ball, and this is when you're, like, playing youth, and you only had half the field, so they put, like, a makeshift okay, net yeah, on the yeah. other side. So I literally took the ball. And every, you know how everyone beehived when you first play yeah. as a kid? So I, as, as a kid, I understood, like, the game. And I would say, like, why does okay. everyone spread out? So everyone got <laughs> the ball here. And I took the ball and ran across the other side of the field and dropped it and ran up the other side of the oh, field that's and, awesome. and scored <laughs> as a goalie. And my mom was just like, stop doing that. And I went, so they made me a defender. Mom. Yeah, Defender or midfield was my thing. And that, that's what I played. I coached for a long time, too. I, it's beautiful oh, yeah, sport. Awesome, yeah. I love yeah, it. That's man. what I, I did before, co- before getting into this content space. Do you still um, watch it, though? I don't watch it as much. I don't have live. I don't have cable or, tele, or live television, so I don't get to watch as much as I, I would like to. And and most of my life is consuming professional wrestling right now. So okay. that's all. I, if I can, <laughs> if I have time to watch something, it's nine times out of ten. I'm trying to watch. Absolutely. Who's your team? Like, yeah. if you had to pick, uh, my team is the, my favorite team is AC Milan. Okay. From Italy, and then like Barcelona, and of course, the okay. Egyptian team. I I always picked uh, Manchester United just because it was. Oh, like the really? They got the most airtime in America because oh, they were like, the popular. And I like Wayne Rooney, I really liked. And oh, ML- Wayne Rooney. Yeah, MLS, he actually came over to DC United. And I yeah, follow all yeah. the DC teams. So then I got to go see him live in DC, which was awesome. Oh, that's awesome, man. He was scoring yeah, was crazy sick. goals in America, bro. I was like, he was, oh, he's playing so by cool. himself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was great. Um, yeah, so how much of your training of soccer and everything and being active helped you or did not help you being a professional wrestler? So I played soccer, but I didn't know. Okay, was that is that gonna help me out or anything? I didn't know if I was athletic or not because that's just everybody's kind of the same ball. Yeah. I remember actually my first, uh, actually my, one of my first people I met in Gleason was Masha, was Annie. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. She's the first person that made me roll, and I threw up right after. <laughs> I'm, a I'm, I'm a huge mark for her. I think she's oh, I love it. so I love, I love her. so I love amazing. Her. Yeah. So I threw up, <laughs> and she went and got me Gatorade, and I was so new to the country, I didn't know what that was. It's like, is there alcohol in it? Is it halal? What is that? Is it because she got me the blue stuff? I was like, well, I said, no, don't worry, it's Gatorade. It's a sports drink, and I drank it. I love how you had to have uh, Masha if there was alcohol. Oh, oh, in absolutely. It. Oh, I didn't know her. I just, <laughs> she was so nice. She got me that shit. Looks yeah. weird to me, but they're like, we start doing up and overs, and I was kind of doing them good. And she told me, oh, you, you got hops. You're very athletic. I'm like, oh, am I? Oh, I don't know. So I think I would, I would kind of equate that through to playing soccer and always being kind of active. Well, my mom used to make us very active when we were kids. Yeah. Like she used to make us go play soccer. She used to make us play, uh, do karate. I was like a blue belt in karate. My uncle nice. used to beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> he was the coach. I love him, though. Yeah. And I played like uh, ping pong for a little bit and like tennis. So I was kind of always active. But soccer was my main thing. Yeah. But I was kind of active when I was a kid, yeah. So how was the first couple of months doing bumps and stuff? Did was there ever a point of the the three years of grinding to get to this country and watching the tapes and and consuming the wrestling and then you finally get in there and you're taking the bumps and you're getting stretched out that you're like, oh, 100%. Was there ever a moment of like I don't think this is for me or were you just always determined? Uh 
it was in my head like i took the first bump like a death ring of johnny's that he has you know? i'm like how the hell did the people take suplexes this shit and like oh, moms, <laughs> i still gotta get all this crazy shit but in my head i was like fuck it man we we've been through so much that we, we just gotta we gotta tough it out and so yeah. in my i was like oh, am i gonna be able to do this because you know when, i don't know if you ever see me like i'm pretty sure he's in the way i hit the ropes so the old school like it with your side yep and we and they had like at that time they had like cables cables so that shit will like fuck your side up yeah. so i'll be just be kind of hunched in and then taking the bumps so i was like all beat up and now my head's like fuck am i really gonna be able to to do this you know and but then my second voice was like oh man we've been through a lot bro you gave up everything <laughs> fuck you pj <laughs> 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 i saw that one <laughs> i love pj though one of my I'll... favorite people. he done so much for me man he done yeah. so much for me pj that man like I, I could have like three episodes just about pj I love yeah, that. He's man. he's a great dude, man. Same with me. I will one yeah, of my first so jobs better. outside of Sanctuary um was in New Jersey. And a huge part of that I, I found out later on as PJ put the word in and said, like, yeah, oh, he, guy, he made know. he gave me my first match with Johnny. He gave me my first like belt with Johnny. He made me the first champion, world champion, because all that is because of PJ. Like he helped, and he actually is the one of the reasons why I shifted to that style that you see today. Is because um at first I was kind of luchador because that's how we when it first broke in, they were doing a lot of lucha shows. I don't know. We just got sucked into that luchador mindset, just springboards mm-hmm. and all that shit. And then, like PJ, one time he he told me, like, "Hey, man, if you want to be like a main eventer or like be taken serious, like you got to switch that style." He's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah," because like they're looking for, at that time. Of course, PJ's like always been the top guy there. It's like they're yeah. looking for a heel, and like if if you just work more like ground, have a ground game, and just be more. I don't know, like cowboy. That's what he kind of said. Just be more mm-hmm. cowboy-like. You will be in a different level. And when, once I did that, I actually felt the the difference, honestly, in my style. I feel yeah. like it, because I'm not that athletic, like to just be doing all that shit all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to think of all that. says you and Johnny coming to America is very similar. Oh, like that's true, though. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny's story is way worse, though. Johnny's been through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next to Johnny, I feel like a... Like a soft I'll, sneak, I'll sneak this one in here because it is a great question. Hunter Dillon says, what are some major differences between the Egyptian culture and the American culture that you fear are most fascinating? Hmm, that's Processed that's foods. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I thought you guys would be more free, to be honest with you. Do you see? Because you see all that stuff like land of the free and all that shit. And then you come here like you can't do shit. Yeah. Pay taxes, <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, you can't. Like I used to have so much fun back home, you know. Just, we do some stupid shit all the time. And then you come here like, oh, well, are you here? The land of free. I can do whatever I want. There's a lot of roles. Oh, no. Yeah, you can't do shit. <laughs> Me and my buddies uh, back in the day, like, I remember we had, like, fireworks. And there was, like, a van. Like, a, not a van, like a bus that came in. And all of a sudden, I don't know why, we just threw, like, fireworks in that bus and just lit up. And then the bus started chasing us. Like, we're driving over the sidewalk and all that shit. We had to hide in a school. So <laughs> coming here, I thought oh, I would be like that free, do any kind of stupid shit I want, but like no, you no, know, no, not at all, not, not at all. all. <laughs> it is pretty cool uh, here, though. To be um, yeah. So, um, who were some of the people that are are pivotal to the early stages of your of your training? You, you kind of threw some names out there with PJ and and uh, Masha, as well as Cowboy. Um, Cowboy, let's, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cowboy is my guy, man. I love Cowboy. I really do, man. He, he is, is he the one that transformed you from the lucha to the more yeah. te- mat technician? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Because he, when we first started, like I remember, I said, like I saw it all right. Then we started doing lucha shows, and they saw me and Jacob. 
we're kind of all right. So they just, they picked me and Jacob to do a lucha shit. And we could do springboards and lucha arm drags and lock up like the, the lucha way and all that stuff. But he told us to take like a hip toss or a snap, maybe we'd like crash our yeah. kill ourselves. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like we don't know. Like, and then like Cowboy one day, like he just, Saturday, that's the day Cowboy would show up. Mm-hmm. And then you could, you could tell everybody just got fear this entered their hearts like oh what is he gonna do to us you know <laughs> he put on this mask and just called and just not even speak he just like points at you and you get in the ring and he stretches the fuck out of you bro <laughs> beat the hell out of you and he go for, they say you go for hours right like if he you go for it. hours god bless him he will go like he will beat the hell out of you then like he will let you tag then blah 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 then he go back to you again but the second time he goes he will work everything he did so let's say he put like a shoot wrist lock on you yeah the second time he you tag in he do it work uh, super you barely feel him and see how you're gonna react how you're gonna sell and i was just and i sold it the same way when when it was really applied to me and he ever ever since then he's just been you barely feel him yeah then you could tell the other guys who don't know how to sell he goes back to shooting on the you know? not yeah, shooty yeah. but like he's trying to really show him feel it so you know how to sell it yeah absolutely yeah and that's it really helped me out a lot and then right right after that and he just kind of brought me to the side i was like come come more like and he, cowboy had his own days this cowboy kids like the sunday mm-hmm. and he invited me one day and ever since that the first sunday that he invited me in i was okay like I've been a cowboy. Oh, hundred percent. He taught me a lot. All the faces and all the twists you see, it's all cowboy. It's yeah. all cowboy. Like I, I call my style is, is cowboy style, but it just I put my little, my little, my little touch on it. You know. Yeah. Now you said you and Jocko. Uh, have you guys wrestled? How many matches have you guys wrestled since transitioning to your new styles? Together, like each other. Yeah, each other. We only wrestled in one match. It was a three way. That was wow. That was like in Gleason's. We nice. never had a one-on-one so, match. And how how long ago was that? Like, I don't know, four years ago, so, something like that. If you are in the New Jersey area, yeah, uh, <laughs> Ridgefield Park, it's gonna happen at uh, Invictus NFW show uh, North uh, Northern Conquest. You, you guys are gonna square up again. Walk us through that. What does this, this mean for match, you? This matchup? Oh, this means the world, brother. This match I wanted, me and him wanted since we joined John, and it almost every time like it almost happens. But it never does. Almost happened. That's why he just sent me a message right before I got into like I'm sorry if I'm screaming too much. No, I'm you're so good. About this match. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, and he told are. me, he told me like I still can't believe it's real because I I still can't believe it because we me and he've been talking about it for a little bit and they kind of give us the hints that it might happen. But then once I saw Alex at the chosen show, I was like, Yeah, you and Jacko uh, in two weeks or something. Like, Wait, shut, really? And I told Jack, this is going to be either the best match you've ever seen in your life. I thought Alex, that was going to be one of the worst ones you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> either way, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go out there and just. How, how much lucha out. are you going to bring back? Huh? How much lucha oh, are you going to bring we, back? You got to watch. You, you want to watch this match. Yeah, I'm going to try. It's, it's, it it's going to be stupid. That's all. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, so we got a request in the chat. Uh, I was told I got we got to hear the popcorn story. Popcorn story. What are you talking about? He said there's a popcorn story. I don't remember that. All right. Well, popcorn maybe story? maybe if he can give you more context. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe when I found out the first time that, that you guys have like packets. Okay. And I didn't know about that. And they blew my mind. I remember PJ <laughs> just now I do remember PJ was just talking about it. I was like, wait, you don't have to get like the, the corn thing and put the oil on it and the pans. Like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? There's a packet. They just put it in there. Just this popcorn. And it just it really blew my mind. I didn't know nothing about that. <laughs> and That's they all funny. just made fun of me. Uh, it was like, yeah, you got okay, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that is. Stop making it like, you immigrant, you know? Uh, no, I'm so upset I won't be there to see that match. I'll be at, I'll be at Preacher's funeral. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry to hear that. What, uh, where, where, if do, does the, do, do their matches are they available online? Like after it airs, like is there somewhere to go think, watch I, that? I think they're gonna post it on YouTube. I know it was supposed to be on the, in the main like IWTV show, but then oh, Alex, not like, funeral gonna... fundraiser. I'm so sorry. Fundraiser. I don't oh, know why sorry. I read oh, that. Said funeral. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you go, brother. Yeah, I'm already you killing the guy. Much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I think it's gonna be on YouTube. But I told Alex, like, hey man, like you know me and Jacko, we're gonna go crazy, right? I was like, yeah. I know, I know. I was like, I might go over. I don't know what time you, you're going to give me yet, but I'm, you know I'm going to go over it, right? It's like, yeah, I know. We're good. Don't worry. It's like, okay. The entrance is just used to sprinting down. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. You want to watch this. Like, if there's any match, I'll tell anybody you got to watch this one. You got to watch me and Jacko. It's going to be one I of the best it. things you've ever seen or one of the most botch festive matches. Yeah. Ever but I have a good feeling about that. I trust Jacko. This is the, this is the beautiful thing about this podcast is not only is it watched by fans of wrestling, but it's watched by people in the industry, and uh, not rarely does this happen. But when someone comes in and, and makes a call out, and here it is right here, uh, oh, MIT, yeah. oh, MIT says says he wants that matchup. Oh man, me and MIT brother, that's, that's one of the matches too. Oof. Yeah, I told I told Rosh about that. He's like, we 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 gotta wait for MIT to turn baby again because yeah. But he, I, I definitely told him, hey, man, I want MIT. You know, like, I try to politic, you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, any show. Oh, I want to see that. MIT is one of, the, one of the most underrated people, too, out there now. He's yeah. very good. Like, I just see him work. He's like, oh, fuck, man, that guy's good. I could have a hell of a match. And then just recently announced a match that me and you were kind of talking to in private. And then we found out that it's happening uh, at Sanctuary. Uh, you you and Rocket are going to square up. The first thing Rocket told me, goes, we better get ropes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I know it's supposed to be me and him at first, but then like Trowski just told me it's gonna be a three way. But I know yeah. me and Rocket are gonna work after. Yeah. So that's a that's one match I'm super excited for. I think it's kind of good that it's a three way first. Let's oh, test those yeah. waters and then see like oh, that yeah. happen. Yeah. I already. I could really tell. I mean, him. We could. We could have. We could tell a good story out there. Yeah. So how do you come up with? We're talking, and this came up so many times within the chat or everything like that. But how do you come up on the fly with so many different techniques and moves, and like just taking something as simple as like a drop down, and then you drop down, and then grab, pick an ankle, and go right to something? So it's like, how? Like, I just I I already look like you guys are speaking a foreign language when you're setting up <laughs> a match and talking things as a person who does who's never trained. But like some of the stuff that you do. How much of it is talked about before the match to kind of peel the curtain back? And how much is talked about yeah. like in the ring? Like, hey, just trust me. Like move-wise or submissions? Yeah, like both. Like how you just kind of come up with stuff on the fly. Moves-wise, like it's usually talked about before. Mm-hmm. And usually, a lot of times, I just think about it on my way there. And I don't, I'm I'm sorry for everybody. Like a lot of you guys, I just bullshit. And it's like, oh, I've been doing this move for years. Just trust me. And, think, and I just do it. <laughs> I just feel it out. <laughs> But a lot of it is just because I'll be thinking like I'll be thinking like in the match in my head just going through it. I was like, hey, if I work the back, what if I? I want to give him. I don't want to just give him a regular backbreaker. Like, oh, oh hip toss backbreaker. Oh shit. Okay, but it just it kind of works like that. Yeah. But with submissions, it's just on the spot mostly. Like some of them, like now I have my groove, but like a lot of them is just on the spot because uh, when there was a period that Johnny's that he's like, okay, I don't want no rope. Just go out there and, and we were just me and uh, a 
buddy of mine, Zach Gleason, his name's Big Al. He's good, like amateur wrestler too. Yeah. So I, me and him would just go at it, and I would just like I would just play. I would just have fun and see what could I come up with. How could I twist the arm or the leg or do something different? And then like I saw uh, Zack Sabre Jr. one time. I forgot who he was wrestling. I think it was uh, Naito. I think so. And I heard one of the commentators say like. I look like he's just coming up with stuff on the spot. And for some reason, that unlocked something in my head. I'm like, oh, I could try that. I could just, like, I don't have to go for, like, the, you know, like every move that we know. I could just try to come up with something. So I just go out there. Sometimes it lands. A lot of times it don't. But, like, you know. I'm going to ask good, you a question good. that I kind of know the answer to. Have you ever put a submission in on somebody and about halfway into the submission, the person like, yo, ease it up a little bit. Ease it up a little oh, bit. Oh, yesterday. I just did that yesterday with Santi. <laughs> <laughs> I put him something. And I forgot, like, he got a fucked up shoulder. He's like, yo, 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 yo. He's up. Like, oh, my bad, brother. My bad. Um, so, yeah, told me that happened to him when you guys wrestled. You put him oh, in something. Yeah. He's like, ah, 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 ah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> hear him at first, so that's why I kept going. And then, yeah. like, once I was like, oh, okay, my bad, brother. I'm sorry. I didn't even know he had a bum leg, but that was on me. Sometimes I do no kind of go a little he, bit. He didn't tell anybody. He wanted to, he wanted to keep it quiet because he wanted to put it into a, an angle. Yeah. Yeah, man, like. He's going to be a monster when he comes back, man. I can't wait for Philly Mike to come back. Uh, prior to you taking your first uh, steps at Gleason, as a, what, what wrestlers did you want to be like and how have you developed your initial ambitions from Precious? Oh, I love Precious. Love Precious. Uh, you got to stretch him out one time for me. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll do Precious. love him, though. That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did I want to be like? I don't know. Like, I always, because I like DDP, so I was, he was kind of an inspiration. I always loved, like, Vampiro. He's because mm -hmm. he was on a lot of my WCW tapes too, but I never really had like a, a wrestler that I gotta be, I want to be just like him, you know. I just well, once I you came to America and started studying more and had the access oh, to see okay. more, yes, who were some uh, people that maybe you watched more? Uh, Nigel McGuinness, he's definitely a big influence too on that the pick a body part and just work it. He, he really helped me with that. Uh, just watching Nigel McGuinness, and I feel like I'm a bit mix of Nigel and I'm trying to be like Muda. I'm not as smooth as him, but like I love the work the great Muda does. Like he performs everything, just hitting the ropes. Like he, he just he makes hitting the ropes look cool, and everything he does. So I'm trying to, at least in my heart, I'm trying to like balance both of them, like Nigel McGuinness and and uh, what's his name. If you start pulling out Poison Muda. Mist, I'll pop. I, I kind of want to do that, but my, my own favorite. Version. That's my favorite. I love Poison Mist. I watched Masha do a Poison Mist in a match, and I was like, oh, yeah? she's my favorite ever. Yeah. <laughs> I do have an idea I will tell you off because I don't want to do it yet, but I would tell yeah. you there's an idea that I want to do. Uh, Something like no, that. I love how the questions are coming in. You guys are killing it tonight. So excited for, for Prince Ahmed tonight. So Zach Sanders Jr. versus Ahmed, book it now. Oh, uh, oh Tony, Depp, Tony Depp and just worked Prince. Uh, I mean, uh, Zach Sanders Jr. Yeah, I would love that match. And that, that's that is my, <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to say that's the dream match. I want, that's my goal match. I want to go with it. I, I would love for him to just stretch me and me trying to figure out something maybe i will you know see how how good i really am the pharaoh's oh. curse the name for the mist i like that pj actually fun fact just named my last move the one i just did on uh zachary yeah pharaoh's fall pj is the one who named it the pharaoh's the curse or what was the pharaoh's i know it, it, it gets used a lot but like the plague like because that was a big thing too like the egyptian yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. yeah. um f with fans not familiar with ahmed me uh, what are some best matches they can go watch or people that you matches that you can pick out to say like some good ones? 
I, I have a laundry list, but I, I'd like to hear what you say. I kind of want to hear <laughs> your your list first. I will take any match that you and Hawthorne did. I thought they were absolute magic and beautiful. Um, you and Polino just recently was fantastic. Um, I really liked you and uh, Philly Mike. I thought that match was excellent at Smash Master. Um, I, I mean, like, uh, so I, I, I don't, I've never had a match that you were in that I was just like. That wasn't my that wasn't my match tonight. You know what I mean? Like oh, I've really? never been, a yeah, I never had a, a, a match that was just not a, a like a like everyone has that one match. You're just like yeah, all right, yeah. But like I've never had that with you. I'm gonna be completely honest. Oh, that's awesome. That actually means a lot to me. But on top of the list, he said I will put um, me and Santi. That match taught me a lot too. I will get back to it, but like for now, it's uh, me and Santi, me and Pena, me and C Pena Battle Club X, me and Tommy. Uh, Tommy Prince from Texas, the one I just did like two weeks ago, was pretty good. Uh, these three matches, yeah, like I would put like PJ's up, but like PJ was early in my career. But like now, like the if you want, like let's say watch three matches of mine now, it's gonna be these three: like Santi, Steve Pena, and uh, the one I had with Tommy Prince. And on top of the list that yeah. you said, like Hawthorne and Andre, I love the match with Andre there. He won the belt. Oh, um, that was oh, that was a great match. But that was like that's such a young guy, met and young PJ. That's like ah. That's, I actually, that's if you if PJ, if you get the footage of that, please send me the link. I want to watch such, that. We're young PJ, young guy, met. So it's, I don't even count it now. Yeah. It's the new <laughs> <laughs> before before. So there you go. When when did you transition to the character of Prince Ahmed? So before you were more lucha style. Did you always lean into the Egyptian culture with your characters? Yeah. Or, okay. So I, when did I you trans really... fully transition into the Prince Ahmed? Um, that we would know I, now. Uh, it, it started when after PJ put me over for the for the world title at uh, at Johnny's. I got a phone call. We got Matt Striker came a couple of times to the gym, and I actually was fortunate enough to work with him. Yes, he, he asked to work with me and stuff. So at that time, they were doing like they wanted to do like a new Lucha Underground in, in mm. uh, Vegas, and uh, he recommended a couple of us from Gleason's, and but Vampiro only picked me and uh, my. One of my best friends, he's a fa he's family to me, Honcho. You know him, Psycho Pump. Uh, Matthew Banks, Buck Skinner. Yep. So when we flew in, I, actually there in that taping, there was like Solo Sokoa was there. Chris Bay was there. Uh, Mysterious Q from uh, Booker T's place. Well, all day, Gino Medina from MLW. There was a lot of people there. But I, and I was the smallest guy there. And I could tell, like, when we appeared the moment he looked at me, he wasn't sure about me. So I was like, "Oh fuck," you know. <laughs> I got. I could how tell. Was it, just, how was it seeing Vampiro in person after? Oh, like it was years so, of watching was, his tapes since. It, it was so crazy. That's the only person when he called because he called me on the phone. I called right away. My brother in Egypt. I was like, "You can't. You're not gonna believe who called me." And like Vampiro I was like, "Wait, what?" And he like hung up and called me again. Like, I was like, hey, "Bro, like, I, I it just that's the only time I actually marked out." Yeah. Because. I used to watch it when I was a kid in Egypt, like with videotapes. And crazy enough, the last tape I watched before I took the big trip to America was a Vampire versus Jeff Jarrett match. Cause I just, I used to love it. So I just get in that phone call. I was like, marking out and see him live at first. It's like, shit, man. Like my, my grandma. And I don't have my, my grandma met, uh, died when I, when I was very young. So I have very, very few memories of her. But that was one of the memories just seeing him and calling the devil. Yeah. So see him at first from a distance, like, oh, that's fucking cool. You shake it and then you see the disappointment in his face. <laughs> you know, like, is that what yeah. you brought me, Striker? You know, this little kid. All right. So I remember before we, it was a beautiful venue too. It was in Rio, in the Rio Hotel. They had their own fight dome. It was, it's a beautiful spot. 
So Matt Stryker kind of told me, I don't know why it just unlocked him. He's like, be aggressive shit. Right before my tryout match. It was, and I just went, it became kind of crazy. And then like Vampire just stand on, stood on the apron. And I was like, curse, curse more. We should be more aggressive. I started I curse at me. So I started cursing at him in Arabic and shit. And like, I was like, oh, I hope nobody translates what I'm about to say. Because he's a big dude. Like he would snap me in half. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning of trying to find prince ahmed then like i they made me work with chris bay twice oh and they kind of yeah it was beautiful man i wish i have that footage i worked him twice it's fucking now beautiful. you can work chris bay's tag team partner oh he's here <laughs> <laughs> all, so, it's, it's all, so after that like and and they had like bro it was beautiful production tv and stuff and they were talking about i miss lich underground oh it was beautiful and they had like it's just like you were working tv and stuff so mm-hmm. they were kind of giving me the the hints and okay you should do this blah blah blah. So I kind of got that from there, and then I, I first like that. So the original plan for Prince Ahmed was he's the remember I told you that like he's the last pharaoh chosen. He's the last pharaoh like chosen by the pharaoh. But in yeah. order for me to become my own pharaoh, like my and have my own mask and my own. I don't want to say God because it's against my religion to say that. But yeah. Kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, is to. To prove myself to each pharaoh first, to prove myself to Horus, to Subek, to Anubis, everybody. And everybody will have their own target, their own goal, and have my own gear with them. So that was the original plan for it. And I feel like and there was like there's a lot of that'd be a, that'd be a sick piece of art of all the yeah, like, all the gods and you like kneeling before them with like yes, their, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be yeah, so and sick. Just, and I feel like it's, like it's a good thing to work towards, you know. Like it's yeah. you could fit that anywhere. Like I may not fit you in you because I just heard from them that I need to take you out or whatever. It's it's it, I feel like it's a good goal. Like at the end you have your own mask or whatever when you once you accomplish that. But then like I pitched that idea to Co- I remember I pitched that to Kevin Natch and he told me this beautiful idea, but that, that it can't work on it's not it can't work on it's gonna be very difficult to do on the indies. Because yes. when you work on a in an indie show, not most people don't know you. So what are how are you gonna portray that and you only have a couple seconds to sell exactly yeah and it's and he said it's a lot it's great but he says it needs a lot of introduction and i remember i pitched it to uh, ovw and they said oh we love it but we have to have you under contract to do that and right now our contracts are kind of full i think they have like a certain amount of contracts they could use mm-hmm. so okay but once we start bringing in more we 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 could do that so i switched to the kind of the torture artist or okay, it's still my style. I could still mess you up and shit, but it's kind of less charactery. Still kind of same, but like it's it's less than the now, whole like your new gimmick, gear. You, know? you have that new white gear, and yeah. uh, down the leg, if I'm not mistaken, it says "Torture is Art." No, it's just torture artist, but they kind of messed it up. But it's yeah, torture cool. artist. Yeah, yeah. I, I when I seen that, I was like, because we always say at the sanctuary, we're making art here. We're making art. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought to myself, like, you're the like your your art is your torture. Like, you kind of embodied the sanctuary with your I character. Wanna, with, I love that. Yeah. I kind of I want to make that as a T-shirt now. Yeah, that'd be sick. Like a like a sanctuary exclusive on Med Shirt. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like the art is your like, and we kind of put that over on commentary a lot too. Like we're like always saying like torture is your art. Like that's your art that yeah. you portray. And you like, everyone has really their own like art it. they bring. Like savages is savage being a savage yeah. is his art like you know what i mean like everyone has that is art kind of moniker and, I, it, yeah exactly and one of the things that I, I really love when like somebody comes to me is like oh i love that it's not just a nickname that you just throw it just like we could see it and I, it really it really makes my day when somebody like i really appreciate it a lot when somebody like a wrestler or even a fan is like oh we could see it like why they call you so yeah. it, it, it makes it makes my day what makes a good character too, at least for me as well, is like if I can see your character in a wrestling 
like you look at Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan's character yeah. wrestled in a ring, but Hulk Hogan character you can insert in a Rocky movie. You can insert here. Yeah, he yeah. Could be a villain. He could be a hero. Like I look at the character of Prince Ahmed, and like you could be a Moon Knight villain. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like you could be a Marvel character. You know what I mean? Like your character can, you. Trans you. can transition from just professional wrestling to something else. And I think somebody that's just told me like I want to see you in Prince of Persia. Last yeah. show, I did. <laughs> so Prince Persia, like, I want Assassin's Creed, Moon Knight. I was like, I want to see you. Like, I don't know if you're a villain or a, or the hero. Like, I just want to see you. It's like, oh, I love that. Yeah, but thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah. Andre Polino says, I can see why they call you the torture artist. Oh, I love Andre. He's one of my favorite people to work. And that last match we had, like, I wish like the finish didn't really get messed up. We had but, four, like, that was four one sanctuary of champions match. here in the chat. We had Hawthorne, we have PJ, we have you. And I love Andre. Hawthorne too. I gotta give that that man a lot of love. Hawthorne, man, he's very, very underrated. I remember P me and PJ were in the car, and he's like, "That man belongs on TV. He don't, he don't belong with us on, on the indie." It, shit. And it's not, I, he's I, not saying that as a knock on the indie shit, but like, it's Hawthorne is, is he's a different. I agree. One. I agree, and I, I I sound so biased, and I can't stand when other people like, oh, go watch this company. I'm really proud of, and then I watch yeah. their roster, and I'm like, nobody stands out to me. I'm not trying to be mean, but no, no one no, stands out. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, what we have in this northeast area, special, and like man, the people who come to the sanctuary, and people that work at like a lot of shows we work at, I'm like, not just because we're friends. It's just like there's so many really talented yeah. people here. Like if I hit the lottery and was a billionaire, I'd do my own Lucha Underground and I would do it like I would use a sanctuary. <laughs> like sanctuary what, like was that where we did the skits and bits and I think yes, that can sir. slowly come back, but it's, and it's so good. Man, I got to give a lot of love to Chowski. He teaches, he teaches me a lot, man. He teaches a lot of people. Like if, if you go there and you actually just go there and like want to be better, he will help you out a lot. Don't yeah. go in with your own agenda. Like I'm going to do it just my way. Fuck it. Uh, listen to what he wants to tell you because he will help you a lot a lot more than you think he yeah. gives you all the tools to succeed then it's really up to you to make it or break it you know uh dylan quinn i hate this one we're gonna read it uh i always met so i as i my abj character has turned slowly heel so i always find okay, yeah, I hate on, <laughs> and i always hate on dylan but who's your favorite ref and why is it me but now nah, it's a damn shame i don't think i got enough. i don't i don't think i got yeah, your i don't think you have my matches i mean i'm just saying there's a there's always a, a place on a sunday and a first friday that can use a referee and nobody ever shows up refs never show up lance is the only one who comes just I saying love lance too yeah, yeah. i love yeah. one of my favorite referees is uh, i love steve domingue He's part of the Fallout uh, training crew, and uh, William uh, from Connecticut. He yeah. he he refs it for uh, Battle Club, not Battle Club, uh, Beyond and Wrestling Open and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I love them. Though. I could just go out there and just play, and it's like they will they will play with me, you know. Yeah. So transitioning here, uh, kind of taking it back to the beginning of you doing your your first training session with yeah. with with Masha, well, Masha <laughs> uh, and now you two are part of a team that helped train a new generation of so, wrestlers yeah. not saying that you're packing it up and you're just becoming a trainer but your skills and everything that you've learned and accomplished in wrestling is enough that people are like hey how can you help this next group get better Which and now you're doing mine honestly yeah, it yeah. Blew my, guys i i used to because i love so i don't know if you know him, inner city king santi i gotta give that man a lot of love too because he taught me a lot bro i saw him one time in galicians just take a hip toss when i first very when i when i first started he made a hip toss look so good bro it made me just it was better than any move i've seen in my life just taking a hip toss i was like i want to be like him and he left for a little bit and then like once i started like traveling out more and like i went to ovw in texas and i was very fortunate with the opportunities that i had he hit me up and just him like liking my work was like a huge honor to me it's like, mm -hmm. hey man, like I'm a, I'm part of Battle Club now. Like I'm a trainer there. If you want to come and just like 
get in the ring with was like, oh, fuck yeah, bro. I just want to get in the ring with you. I just want to feel you out in the ring. As a, I know it sounds weird, but for non-wrestling people, but like yeah. as a wrestler, you know what I was like, you, I want to feel him in the ring. I want to see how smooth he And bro, you just the moment you touch him, it's magic. Yeah. It's mag- and so he would start inviting me more to, and Joe Kim, a lot of love to Joe Kim too, because he gave me, he used to, I used to go train and he not, he didn't, he never asked me for money. It was always on the house. I was on the house. So he always treated me with respect and love. Uh, and then, like, so I started going more with Santi, just tra- just to be in the ring with him. Masha would come and all that stuff. And then, like, just one day, um, I remember <laughs> there was a guy there. I I like him, but everything, but, like, but I, I don't want to ever have, like, a match with him. I, I will tell you why after <laughs> <laughs> off air. It's really going to, you know, it's just, it's not going to be good. It's not even, it's just, it's, I'll tell you why after. But for, for there's a reason why I can't have a match with him. And but we did a drill and fucking came out beautiful, right? And they're like, Joe Kim calls me over and like, I'm like, could I speak to you for a second? And at that time, I didn't really speak to Joe Kim that much. Like it's always been high and by and respectful. And they always yeah. showed love, but we don't really have that. Hey, could I talk to you for a second? And in my head, could I talk to you for a second? I was like, oh fuck, is he gonna ask me to work with him? Because oh man, I love Joe, but I can't, I can't, I can't do that match in my head, you know. And oh shit. One of my favorite matches, Santi and Ahmed. Uh, okay, so I, I told Joe's like, Ahmed, do you feel comfortable? He's like, oh, he's going to ask me that fucking question. Like, do you feel comfortable becoming a coach? I was like, wait, what? Me? Yeah, becoming a coach with Santi because I want like each class to be different. Like, let's say like you have a school, like you have English and math and, and biology, whatever. Like I want like you and Santi to be a class, Masha and Akira be a class, and Steve Domingue and Mike Law be a class. Like, Oh hell yeah, man! Absolutely, man. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't know if I'm good enough to be a trainer. Like, who the fuck am I to tell people like, "Oh, you're doing it wrong." In my opinion, you should do blah blah blah. But I felt comfortable doing that with Santi. You know, I would bring you into a school not just for your ability, but your mind state and your determination. Because not many people are going to pick up their entire family and their entire life and leave their country to come to America to chase a dream that may or may not pan out yeah. you know what i mean like yeah thank you though so like a when a wrestler is going through even myself man i go through a lot of like oh man maybe this should be it maybe i should pack it in maybe yeah. I, maybe i should just change up my course here and then i hear stories like, like yours it's like mine's so in- insignificant like <laughs> you know, it, it really feels that way and it's not like to have like a pissing contest but like that's a lot to leave everything you know and everything you love and like not many people in society in America in general leave a 15 mile bubble of their home yeah, because yeah. that comfort and for you to leave all of that for this industry I would put you on any roster or any team or any coaching staff I, if you, I had the ability to do so because that's but I don't the, want to even that's say a that huge jump I don't want to like say that oh, it makes me better than everyone. It don't, man. It just it doesn't. But that's a yeah, that's a tough mental block to get through. And yeah, sometimes really hearing is. that story can help people be like, all right, I need to reset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I yeah. tell that story, I use it to like, hey man, you actually I promise you're a lot tougher than you think. Because mm-hmm. I came from this like okay, because in Egypt we're all very family oriented and like yeah, everybody's together. And once this and once I said I want to get out of that, like everybody was kind of against me. I don't blame them though. I, they didn't do it like maliciously, but like I if you yeah, you're gonna leave that school to to leave and just go do something as crazy as wrestling. You do slap your legs for sound effects. It sounds kind of ridiculous. I do get that, but everybody was against me for. They they were trying to like wake me up. They I remember there was a little bit of period of time they thought like I had like black magic on me, 
and they're, they're like they would bring like all these stuff like hey man somebody did black magic on you something's not right and they you want to be a wrestler <laughs> oh yeah because it's so it sounds so weird to them and they, i god bless them i i i do understand do they but ever like, watch your matches and see your character and still think that because you play oh, such yeah. an evil character yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing everyone back home he's amazing <laughs> he's such a sweetheart we're, ha we're happy to have him thank you <laughs> But yeah, there's like, oh man, that's the devil in you. We see, because I remember my mom, she came and watched me only twice. And I was like, I can't believe that's you. Like, you're not the same I met. That like, I almost didn't recognize. Like, she stopped booing me. I love that. She was, I love her for a reason too. That even though we have this such a, like, we have, we're, we're very certain about like our mindset and stuff, we can't. She was the first person to come and talk to me about it. It's very difficult. Like, it's not like American moms and stuff are like, oh, we're going to call talk to him. So for an Egyptian woman to do that, it was like, it's, bro, it means the world. She's like, Ahmed, yeah. what do you want to do? Okay, what was it? Talk to me, Ahmed. And we start talking. And little by little, like, okay, go. Like, if you believe in that and just, you're not going to do anything wrong, you know, just, okay, God bless you. Just, you know, remember to pray and all. <laughs> yeah. And beautiful. Yeah. And she made me my first tights because I was so broke. And I remember I needed to. Well, that's when I actually was supposed to wrestle my striker. I had like generic pants and shit. And, and I was like, oh, I need something more. It's my striker. I need something. I remember I went, <laughs> I went and bought these like Brazil like training pants. And I was like, oh, mom, I want to do something. I was like, don't worry. I'll, I'll, and she, God bless her, she tried to make it look into gold and stuff. And she's the first inspiration to go into that gold color. And my dad, like, I love, he, I love the black and gold. Black and gold is my favorite color scheme. That's why it's on most. most I love of them, yeah, yeah. Are black and gold. Yeah, I love black and gold. Jacob was the one, for, the one who drew the the black and gold gear. Really? Yeah, yeah. He sketched it out. Me and him were just talking. I remember, and I was like, Jacob, I, I want something like, like almost like Kurt Angle, and we're just talking on the phone. I love the pat. I love the the. Um, that skirt thing, yeah, yeah. skirt thing, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's different I saw it kind of from uh, I think Psychosis. I forgot uh, Psychosis versus. I think super crazy at one night stand or something. And he had something similar like that. And I was telling Jacko, just I kind of want something like just kind of different. And he just he he drew that. He just he drew the gear. I was like, is that good enough? I didn't even tell him to draw it. I think he offered. I was like, oh, you don't need to, bro. And he's just like, so what up? Uh, first time I saw you against Guy Skyros, you scared me. It's good. <laughs> good. I love Sky. I feel like that's one of the matches I kind of underdelivered. I wanna I wanna have a match again with my Skyros. Me yeah. and him. And I, me I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Millie, uh, Millie from the left side, if if you really want to get that full, like, listen, people out there see Ahmed and see PJ and see everyone wrestle on the scene and, that, and, what, and where they work is beautiful. But if you really want that Prince Ahmed experience, if you really want that experience of, in my opinion, the yeah. best way these characters step out, you got to come to the sanctuary. sanctuary man. Man. I'll give you two places, sanctuary and battle club. Yeah. These are two places where, like, okay, I could be Ahmed, Ahmed. I could, you got to yeah. see some work. I, I really want to make a trip out there because I, I have a lot of friends who have transitioned and went over there, uh, Cosmic and, and Rembrandt and, and a few others. And uh, and they were already talented and already had a good mind state of wanting to become better and wanting to push themselves harder in this industry. Yeah. And once I found out that who the coaching staff was there and hearing you and Masha and just seeing them in just short a, a short amount Same of time of it, they've gotten so much better, which is insane to think about. Like, I'm so proud of them and and i like it's another school that i've never experienced but i like i love everything they do like gleason's i've never stepped foot in gleason's but because yeah, yeah, i met so many awesome. people come there house of glory i met so many talented people that came from there and became friends with and then and then and then this where you're at now training is just another one that like is on my list of i want to go experience 
anytime man they have a, such a beautiful like facility like joe kim did a hell of a job man and he really is trying to make i'd never seen anybody care as much about his students as joking that's one because when i once i got out of Gleason, it translates to his students it really yeah does. and like i like i don't want to sound cocky or anything because i'm i'm really nobody for real though but a lot of places did hit me up to go and train there and i was like ah oh, i feel like i'll betray johnny it just it's no i'm still i'm a gleason's boy and once yeah. santi is the only one who invited me into that and I, he's the only place that's the only place i went and trained at was uh was battle club and i saw the yeah. way they're doing this okay i do okay i like the vibe here but plus they're all like gleason's guy like yeah Pena is a gleason's guy masha and uh and santi and plus of course michael and stuff but once i start speaking to joe kim and how much he cares about his the students said, I oh, mean, it's beautiful. It made me care too, you know. Maybe, okay, mm -hmm. I want to help you as much as you can. Yeah, Paul Mendoza, which is Joe K on Twitter and Instagram, he always filming stuff and trying to make people comfortable around the cameras and stuff. So, everybody, yeah, man, is doing a hell of a job. Sick. Yeah, 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 they do a hell of a job. They're trying to make everybody shine. They really, they really do care. It's not just uh, bullshit me, me saying it. So, I love Leon, and the, Leon, and the, Leon and the King says, What is your favorite wrestling video game? Oh, here comes the pain. Smackdown. Here, Here comes, comes the fan. Dude, I oh. cannot wait for that AEW game. That looks Me like too, so though. It Me looks too. like No Mercy. Like I no, never experienced No Mercy. Really? Like, never experienced yeah. No Mercy. No, I didn't have no not, none of the stuff here. Yeah. Oh boy. That's a that's a trip. That's a trip. It's a good one. But there's a video out of uh just Chris Statlander and Darby Allen riding a skateboard around the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling. So and fun, I'm bro. like, <laughs> I'm sold, bro. Yeah, I'm get sold, me, bro. Give me four people in the ring and let's give us all skateboards to ride around. I will we'll do that <laughs> for hours. Um, last call. I know we went a little longer than I normally do. The last call. I'm having a blast here. Uh, I would love a part two. I'd love to dive down into like uh, video games and comic books and stuff that you're into, oh, or just yeah. talk about more as a person. I appreciate you doing this so much. I'll you did you fantastic, so much, man. You're you're killing. Yeah, it. really. Like, I'm for I'm someone so... who is terrified to do podcasts. I'm I'm really appreciate. Like you, you and Don, you Don Kincaid. I love Don because he, he, you guys always help me out a lot, and you always yeah. like put me over and stuff. So I, that really goes a long way. With, and not just like you doing it so I could get on the show. No, you just you genuinely nice people. You genuinely yeah. trying to help me out. So I love you guys. I, so I just want more so people much. to experience you outside of your character and see who you are as a person and hear your story because I think. I think it's important. I think I, I think that's what helps fans today. I know kayfabe is really, really important, but I think yeah. having that, I think that's how you get your fans to support harder is if they know who you are as a person and support harder. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, it helps. I, in, in my heart, I know that, but just the way I was, was brought into the business, even growing up, yeah. I didn't even start using social media until I came to America just to keep up with my buddies. So yeah. it's very foreign to me, especially yeah. when I'm going from that, going to Johnny, oh, kayfabe and all that stuff. And, so it's, it's very out of my – I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm always like, oh, fuck, it don't feel it right. Hurts. It hurts. Yeah, there's, listen, there's one last guy that I want out of that st stable, and I just got to break him down. I got to break him in the face. I got to break him down. Face. I, I, I actually said – I'll him tell you his real name, and you could use that against him. Yeah, I said, like, get on the podcast. Right? No, because then, no, then he'll kill me. I, don't wanna... <laughs> I love face. I love that yeah. man, man. I used to just – people be terrified because I haven't seen him in a long time, and he got super jacked. And people yeah. just look at him from the side, like all terrified. And I just go in and just like scream in his ear and yeah, make fun of him and stuff. I love him. <laughs> so good. So we were at we were at Smash and it was um, myself and Bougie and I and Bougie's like, "Yo, you got Jocko on the podcast?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "He doesn't do those." And yeah. I, he's like, "Yo, you had me, you had PJ, you had Jocko." I said, "On meds on Thursday." He goes, "What?" He goes, "You got on med too?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I go, "There's only one guy I need." And Faces turns around and he just like, 
<laughs> and then um i was i was with uh some people when he came walking by and i was like bougie i hate you face you're cool and he just headbutted <laughs> the gate like the great like i oh, thought he ripped himself up and he just headbutted i was like i love that guy <laughs> oh i love him and he's so underrated too like people think of him of the death match and stuff but like in the ring face can go bro me yeah. and him used to just have fun in the ring in gleason's bro like i was just oh man the amount of shit with the spots we came up together I used to put like facing a, in a tiger bomb and pick him up and midair, he would flip right into a cross face midair and we just bumped together. Oh, it was so beautiful, bro. Crazy. Oh, he was, oh, we would do some crazy shit, me and him. And John would come yell at us, of course. Pa, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't do that here. <laughs> but um, he's very, very underrated too. In the I'd room. never seen someone captivate a crowd and get people chanting him and getting into his match, fail face or heel more than a guy who never talks. He never oh, says a, a word. Star, man. He's a star, yeah. brother. He's a star. I gotta um, give love making to face Matthew. break and laugh is my fave. I totally oh. agree. <laughs> it's it's beautiful, but then once he really gets mad, it's kind of scary. Because yeah. I used to piss him off a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, would, I don't. I don't ever want to see that man seriously angry. I'm leaving the building. You're all on your own. Um, but I actually, I, I pitched to face joking around and bougie. I said, you know how you guys have to break up now, right? And he goes, what? I said, what are you going to be in a couple couple weeks, bougie? And he goes, what? I go, and and this girl's like a dad, and I was like, yes, yeah, so? no. And I go, what is he? And they're like. The milf hunter i was like there you go oh man <laughs> and he's like i love it but i don't want that no no all right stop stop playing around anthony <laughs> yeah, stop, stop joking stop joking he's on my team uh here we go we'll get the last couple of questions and once again thank you so much no thank you um, if you I could write a letter to your you. yeah to a younger prince ahmed what would it say uh to a future prince ahmed just trust the process man it's it just just Go with it because I, I, of course, man, you have a lot of doubt when you're just changing your whole life. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, man, like, oh, could I do it? Could, oh, fuck, man. And it took me a little bit, you know, to really buy into that. But like, hey, man, just go for it because you only live yeah. once, brother. Especially if I'm not harming nobody. I mean, in the ring, I am, but outside, you know, I'm just minding my own business, man. God bless everybody, man. God bless everybody. And even if I don't like you, like my mother always says, God bless you, but away from me, brother. Yeah. I still wish I, you nothing but love. I want you to eat, just not at my table. Yeah, exactly, brother. Like, and even I don't hate on nobody because if you got something, brother, that means you've done something right. Yeah. So I just, I just focus, focus on myself, and God bless everybody around me. But I would say just trust, trust the process. Uh, what match would you have someone new to professional wrestling watch? I got to see you this past week in the sanctuary, and it was magical. So this weekend, this is my friend Lily. Uh, she, she, I'm gonna say this again, and I'm not saying it to pick on you. I'm just saying this. She knows like Cena and The Rock, but yeah. one of her favorite movies is They Live. But this is how out of wrestling she grew up. She doesn't know much about it. Is she didn't know Roddy Piper was a wrestler. Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, but but so me. this weekend she got to experience Smash Master and Sanctuary. So they were her first ever wrestling matches. Oh, like, I think I did talk to her last time. Yeah, yeah, she's a cool yes. person. Yeah, yeah, very so cool. So as, as what would you recommend to her as a wrestling fan, like a match that she has to go watch? I love the Rock and Stone Cold man. Wrestling, Rock and Stone Cold? seventeen. I love that Rock and Stone. Cold and you match. have Peacock, so you can go find that. Yeah, like I, for some, that was my match when I when I was a kid. Like that was one of the matches that my dad kind of. I don't know how the hell he got that. WrestleMania pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. But that was the, one of the matches that I had, and I love it. I just, for me personally, I don't know if, but maybe I love the Rock Stoke Mania. Mine would be Sean Razor, the first ladder match. Okay. I love that match too. I watched yeah. that as a wrestler because I, I wasn't really exposed to that as a kid, but I'm talking just as a, as a, as a fan. Yeah. 
absolutely. Um, people don't understand how amazing Ahmed is outside the ring as legit one of the most genuine guys of wrestling. Dylan is putting it on heavy for oh, me. I love, I love Dylan, man. He's one of my favorite people. <laughs> and that man goes through a lot, and he just and he's he's a tough man. He's he's a good dude. I love him. He's yeah. a good dude, man. I love that guy. He's a brother. Um, face is a physical machine. Yep. And then uh, any other independent wrestling scenes that you have your eye on? I'd love to see you in the KC area against my guy, Luke Langley. I would love to go anywhere, honestly, bro. I want to wrestle everywhere. And that and that's shoot, though. Like, whenever somebody asks me, it's like, okay, like, where do you want to go? Like, AEW, WWE. In my heart, for real, though, and it's not bullshit. I want to go everywhere. I want to go. I want to wrestle for TNA, for Impact, for AEW, for Ring of Honor, for Japan, everywhere. Every, and you I did get to New Japan America, New Japan Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Did, yeah, I was fortunate with that. I was fortunate to have like an Impact gut check tryout, and they invited me to a show after. It was. It's all. There's some stuff, but I, I really want to work everywhere because you you learn so much, man. Just working different people, different styles, different mm -hmm. environments too. It's just you become a, a better wrestler. Like yeah. AJ Styles, bro. You watch AJ Styles. He been to everywhere. Look at him now. Yep. Like that's kind I of the route. Totally, it's the long totally route, agree. but like that's the route I kind of want to take. Where I just go everywhere, experience everybody, but then you at the end you just build your own, your own thing. That, you know? That's the beautiful part about a promotion too. Like a lot of promotions, I feel like sure they go and they want to put on matches and they want to keep their locker room tight and they want to do that. Yeah. But if you look at places like the Lucha Underground, you look at the ROHs, you look at Japan, you look at like some of these companies on a on a bigger level. Is like it was such a breeding ground for so many talent yes. to come in and collaborate and work with each other and and it and like pwg and it became yes, like yeah, this yeah. place that everyone came to kind of came in and everyone got to like how you said touch you know what i mean just yeah. a simple touch in the ring or talk to each other backstage you learn and man. network you learn and, and and it's insane how much someone can learn in wrestling on on a 15 20 minute before yeah. match interaction before and it's after, crazy. In, it's it's beautiful. And like I, I had like it started feeling more and more now because the more I'm aware of it. But like I had a match in Texas with a guy I love it. His name is Lou Gotti, and he's a train. I didn't know he was a trainer at the time, but he he taught me so much. Like I, I just, I'm kind of it's kind of hard for me to put stuff together, and the way he just taught me is like oh shit it clicked. Then like I wrestled Santi, and I like I said like I always wanted to work with him, but he just he he would teach you some stuff that oh there's another oh shit moment like we something unlocks me yeah what he like santi is all about like creating moments and stuff and like you wrestle a guy like penny he taught me a lot because he just brings the fight out of you is a fight but he knows how to construct it so yeah. combining all that man you tell a story and like put a spot together and bring the fight imagine put all these three together it's like oh shit you're a hell of a wrestler then i'm still yeah. not there yet but i feel like just touching these different people from different sides it teaches you a lot the person who taught me that uh, not because I've never stepped in between the ropes. I've never trained, but the person who taught me how important a just booking somebody against somebody in a show can be for someone's growth was, uh, was Christina Marie, Christina Marie, oh, yeah. very, very talented. And I think that Zoe Starks, if, yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, if yeah. Zoe Starks on TV, Christina Marie should be on TV. Cause I think they're very Absolutely. similar. I think they're just as talented as each other. Um, but Christina Marie said like she struggled and she didn't know if she fit in and she didn't know how she was doing or where she stood. And then PPW put her against uh, Mercedes Martinez twice. Okay. And she says just those two interactions and those two matches with Mercedes Martinez made me who I am now as Christina Marie. And I was like, that's insane. And I thought I always think to myself as like when someone goes to an actual school and that school brings in people or you have a school where like, you know, like just not to bring it up again because I'm a giant mark for you, both of you, but like a you and a <laughs> and all those other talented people they're all the time working with you like you if you don't get good in that scenario 
it's on you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, it's just like, like an NXT. Like, if you if you go to NXT and you don't excel, like how? Like, yeah, you're getting those experiences that people on the independent scene only get for an hour or two, and 100%. you're getting it every day, every week. And with Battle Club, like they have like Masha, you have Akira, Akira's amazing. Yeah, Steve Payne is killing it all over the fucking scene. You have Santi, in my money, best wrestler I ever seen in my life. You have Mike Law. Michael is fucking beautiful and everything. Got great promo. You have Steve Domingue, who is a referee, but his perspective on the business is so different that, oh shit, okay, because he sees it from a different side too. That his his knowledge and his opinion is so valuable. Like I'm gonna put myself because I'm the least experienced out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But just having all these guys around, like brother, if you don't really make it, and having plus having Joe helping you out and giving you opportunities, and having Paul Mendoza just fill me around, trying to make you better, that's really on you, though. All yeah, we absolutely. ask for in return is just effort. Yeah, and you'll see. I guarantee, you, if you show us effort, you're gonna see the results of it. Totally agree. Well, the close here, Prince Prince Ahmed. Where where can people find you, and anything else that you, we didn't talk about that you want to cover? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my real name, uh, Ahmed El Salaka. It's a long ass name, but I think if you write Prince Ahmed, you'll show up. Yep. Uh, on Instagram, it's Prince Ahmed, but the Ahmed is kind of a dot h dot m because there's a million princes Ahmed <laughs> on yes. Instagram, and on Twitter, unfortunately, is at real Prince Ahmed. I don't believe my, I was like, oh, at I real, think you really? deactivated it. I think it's deactivated. Did I? Yes. Twitter. Yep. I just posted something today. I don't know. I, I, well, if I, I went to your Twitter via uh, your pro wrestling tees and it was deactivated, so you might have to update your pro wrestling tees. Oh, shit. Okay, maybe I did. Yeah, when I was doing the links, <laughs> I found that out. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought you just kind of went to one social media. Uh, no, I yeah. just posted something today. It's crazy. Yeah, and but... get Prince get Prince Ahmed merch. His merch is sick. I love your merch. You have really good merch. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Means a lot. Uh, shout out to Jesse Laboom. He's, uh, he's also a Johnny guy. But he makes all the logos, all the designs for us, and he does he does everything. If you want him as a, on your show or whatever, he does whatever you want. I'm down, dude. Anyone you think is a good conversation, I trust your judgment. Send him my way. You got you got to get Honcho here, man. Matthew Banks, and you got to get yeah. Santi too, brother. I get, yeah, both of them. Get me, get me, get them. Send them over. Honcho, Matthew Banks, because he's a he's a brother. Matt, Matt, Matthew Banks. Before I do anything in wrestling, I just ask his opinion. Yeah. Before I go like do something stupid, it's like Matt, what do you think? Blah, 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 and I just go bark out something. And he's so wise in the business as a in the business and outside of business that he would just calm me down. And Santi is also a brother of mine that he and Cowboy also too. But just yeah. try to get Cowboy. Fuck all these guys. Try to get Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy, Cowboy's on the list. I want to I want to interview Cowboy, but I also I told Cowboy uh, one of these weekends or one of these days I want to I want to go with him and I want to go experience. I want to I want to oh just go to Gleason's. That's, I wanna, that's awesome. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm It'd be a full moment for me because, like, I just hearing all of your stories now and and getting that feel of where you guys came oh. from and and always talking to Cowboy about it. It just to walk in now for me, just absorbing all that would be very magical. I would just show up from the side because I don't want to be near him next to a ring. Yeah, just I would just see him. Oh hell no, I don't want to get in the ring with Cowboy. He would beat the hell out of me. Even <laughs> though now you guys think, oh, I'm gonna stretches out people. Oh no, Cowboy's a different level, bro. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's an animal. I, I shake I his it. hand. I'm like, please, God, don't grip me up and bring oh, me in. You know, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it stays to, as hugs. One guy tried to like really shoot on him or half half a shoot, put like a choke on him. Cowboy immediately, just two seconds, like, oh, put him in a hole and grabbed him by his chest. Like, if you ever try to choke me out again, I'll kill you. And they're like, <laughs> I just dropped him. <laughs> and the guy like after just got out of the ring and Cowboy just took his mask off and like nothing happened. Yeah. He went to him. He was like, I doing, brother. And so he shook his hand. It was like. 
Yeah, man. scary man, scary man. But yeah, scary what man. what a, what, a, what an amazing man as well. Man. He's a papa, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Thank. Oh, Schultz says those hands are evil. Hell yeah. <laughs> but those hands make a lot of people very good. Hell yeah. You, Hell yeah, yep. man. That's much so, uh, man. Yeah. Jesus. First ever woman's GCW champion. Yeah, like geez, the best, the best. Hell yeah. Really. Impact needs to pull the goddamn trigger on her. I think she will. I think they will. I think they will. Oh my god. That Impact's women's division is low key so good. No, like, it's amazing, bro. Watch that that shit, women's bro. division and impact is so good. Between her, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, like Deanna, like just I love amazing. Impact's so underrated. Please, more people yeah, watch yeah. Impact. It's un it's criminally underrated what they're doing. I know there's Absolutely one guy right out front. He's a Gleason's guy that I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of. I, I got to be honest. Um, I, I Bubba. I I have a hard time with Bubba. <laughs> Bubba Ray. I I respect everything he's done in this business. I respect who he is as a person. Like, he's not really I, a Gleason's guy though. Oh, he's not. No, we got, he he came to train, but he never did. Or maybe like oh. made, did like a month. Yeah, I think he. I thought he, he was there for a little bit. Yeah. No, I think I don't know. Like I heard two stories. Like I heard his story that he came for like a month and left, and I heard like story from Johnny himself, and he said no, he just came and talked to me, but he never showed up with the money after he was somebody uh, else. That makes sense because he doesn't have the characteristics of a Gleason's guy. No, he's not like he he was taught by Devon, which is Johnny guy, so he's kind of yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah, but you know. yeah, I just I don't know. He he annoys me sometimes, but I respect <laughs> him. In the, I respect him in the ring and stuff. But there's some things I've seen personally behind curtains that I just like. Oh, oh I heard some stuff too. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you after. Not- Offer. Yeah, not a, <laughs> not a fan. Uh, but Tommy Dreamer, what a sweetheart! That guy, oh, that guy. Yeah, I met him in the in the <laughs> when I when they invited me to the show. He's he's cool. Yeah, but uh, that'll do it, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll be back uh, next Monday. Monday uh, <laughs> at seven o'clock. Uh, HC Loke will be on the podcast. Oh, I forgot how the fuck I forgot to mention HC Loke. He, oh man, he taught me so much too. Yeah, he was my first match at the Sanctuary. Yes, he was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I love that man. Lo coming to sanctuary. Me that too. was really fun. He would bring his kid. His his crew of kids is so good too. Yo, fucking TJ, so Anderson, so good. All these yeah. guys, man. Oh fuck, man. Siren Rain, all of them. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for everyone coming and hanging out. Make sure you share this podcast. Share, uh, put everything out. Like I said, P- pro wrestling tees. I'll put it in the chat again. It's having a sale for the next thirty hours. Every everything on the site is thirty. Uh, 35% off. You can get t-shirts for um, 16 bucks. Grab some ABJ merch. It really helps your boy out. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll see you guys next time on Monday with uh, more and interviews and 8C Loke. And we're out of here.